0: Well, if you have your Bible, I want you to go to Joshua chapter 8. I want to speak to you a message today that I believe is going to be very encouraging, but also very revealing. Um, I love it. I I got to watch the Lord transformed lives face-to-face, 135 young people baptized in the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues for the first time. You need to hear me on this. It was radical. A wave of God's fire hit the place. It was, uh, it was not a move of man. It was a move of God. And uh, I, I tell you, we need a move of God in our day. How many of you know America needs a move of God? I mean, if Citrus County needs a move of God. <laughs> listen, uh, yeah, listen. Uh, I, I believe in the last hour, uh, just nice, neat churchgoers is not. Are they're not going to make a difference? Uh, you know, in our communities, we're not going to see what we're we're really called to do if we're just committed to. Well, you know, I just go to church and then, you know, I will live whatever way I want to during the week. No, I'm telling you today. That God is calling us to expand the way that we think, to expand our participation in the kingdom of God. I'm here to prophesy to you that this county is growing, not because housing is affordable, but because God has found a place where He can pour out His Spirit and He's found a people who are willing to partner with Him. Listen, you're going to do more with what God has sown into you in the days ahead than you could have ever imagined. If God has connected you to this county, it's it's not only at Calvary, by the way. There's probably four or five churches, I believe, that, are, that God is setting up to host a regional move of His Spirit. And so I say this moment where we're, we've been talking about promised land living, which the promised land is not heaven. You need to hear me, church. We're not just trying to escape. God didn't save you so you could just escape. I know we like singing it, I'll fly away, oh glory. If all you're looking forward to is flying away, then you're going to miss your whole kingdom assignment while you're still here. Yes, one day we will meet the Lord in the air. But I've already met the Lord right here on earth. And there's a message to share and power to be released. And the transforming power of the blood of Jesus still wants to change a young generation, an old generation, families, and even institutions. This is promised land living. Following the leadership of the Spirit of God on earth. So today I want to speak quickly to you a message called the God of Second Chances. The God of Second Chances. Aren't you glad that our God is a God of Second Chances? Aren't you glad He's a a God of Grace? But here's the thing. If He's the God of Second Chances, that means that it is quite likely that God will make you face your failure. if it's a, a second chance it's likely that that our god is going to lead you right back to the place of your failure so that he can step in and allow his glory to be seen and that's where we'll find ourselves today in Joshua chapter 8 i want you to go there to Joshua chapter 8 and we're going to see a moment where the god of second chances shows up in Joshua and the people of Israel. Here's what, here's what it says. Joshua 8, 1 through 3. I encourage you, go read the whole chapter for yourself. We don't have time today to, to go through it entirely. But I'm going to give you some key verses and some thoughts that the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you today. It says this, Joshua 8, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Joshua, now, that first word is so important, Now. Now, the Lord says, when God speaks, it's always in real time. Now, the Lord says, we need in-breaking moments with kids. Sometimes, I don't know who this is for, we need God to speak now. We need the voice of God now in our nation. We need God to come and interact with his bride now. Not just a, a year from now. We're not even looking back to the past and say, Wow, God spoke you know, 10 years, 20 years ago. No, we need God to speak now. Why? Because it's the voice of God that changes everything. It's the voice of God that leads us into liberty. It says, Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid nor dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise and go up to Ai, the place of your greatest defeat. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And and you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall. This is a verse you could never quote in youth ministry, by the way. Only it spoil the cattle, and you shall take as booty for yourself. <laughs> I have to use different versions when I'm, t- and obviously some of you can't get past it. <laughs> Your point at the screen, look, booty. All right, lay an ambush. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose, and all the people of war to go up against Ai, and Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. We're going to skip down to verse 18 and 19. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the spear that's in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So So those in ambush quickly arose out of their place, and they ran as soon as he stretched out his hand, and they entered the city, took it, and hurried to set the city on fire. This is the moment of a second chance. This is the moment of a second chance. Do you remember the first chance, right? We talked about this on Father's Day. That, that Achan, this man of trouble who was actually supposed to reveal God's grace in the midst of trouble. Decided instead of to trust God for provision and put him first. He said, I'm going to put myself first. And he brought a curse on all of Israel because he put himself first. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that message, please go back and listen to it. It is one point. It is what releases us. It is what will carry us into victory. That is this. Put God first. Remove yourself from the throne of your life and put Jesus there. Put God first. Beyond what you feel, beyond what you think, you say, "Lord, I am following Your lead." Now, because Achan did not do that, thirty-six people fell to their death. There were men; it cost people their lives. But now he's pure. Joshua has purified the nation, and and because of his commitment to putting God first, God speaks to him. And he says, now I'm going to give you a second chance at AI. I mean, if you were just a, a regular guy, w- would you want to go back to the place where you lost so horribly? I got to tell you, our God will not allow us to ignore The places of our problems. When you start to step out into this life of following God. He's not going to let us ignore the places we've had problems. He's going to show us that with him, the places that used to give us problems, now will be the fulfillment of the promise in our lives. And the God of second chances shows up in AI. And it's a total victory. But I believe the plan for us to experience the God of second chances is revealed just in a couple of verses right here in Joshua chapter 8. And here's some lessons that you can learn from Joshua chapter 8 about the God of second chances. First, you should write this down. You need this everywhere. All of us need this reminder Your failure is not final. Your failure, your struggle... That thing that you've been warring against, you knowing, man, I should be really living for God. I should be really farther along. Listen to me today. The enemy wants you to think that you're going to stay in that cycle of brokenness the rest of your life, but I have come to deliver this news to you. We serve the God of second chances. We serve the God who says, no, 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 your failure is not final. The Lord says to Joshua in verse 1, he gives him the road map of coming out of this failure. He says this, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, take all the people of war with you. Arise, go up to Ai, see I've given it into, into your hand and the king of Ai, his people, the city, and his land. Let me start with God's first instruction that he gives here. He says, do not fear. Do not fear. The God of second chances is going to say to you this truth. This word fear, it's not just phobia. That's the Greek way of saying fear. This word for fear means this, to revere, to to hold in awe. It's a similar word that they use to say the fear of the Lord. And what God is saying in this moment where he's saying your failure isn't final. He says the way that you come out of your failure is by this. Do not revere your enemy. Do not revere your opposition. Let me say it plainly to you. Some of you, we've been given way too much power to Satan. And not nearly enough reverence to our God. I'm here to tell you, church of the living God, you need to understand this. Your relationships will get a lot better in life if you understand this. People are not your enemy. Satan is your enemy. And Satan controls people from time to time. And influences people. And if you say, well, I don't know anybody that's influenced by Satan. You're probably the person that is influenced by Satan. I bless you with that truth. All right. He says, don't revere your opposition. He says, don't fear. Don't revere Satan. Don't revere him. Did you know? I love the scripture when it comes to our view, the proper biblical view of understanding who Satan really is, the liar, the deceiver. And God, in one moment, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, gives us a glimpse into what happened in eternity past and what will happen in eternity future. And this should actually help us in our attitude of overcoming as we're stepping out and growing in the kingdom of God, especially with the God of second chances. In Isaiah 14, it says this, gives us insight. Verses 12 through 16, it says, How thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, another name for Satan, son of the morning. How art thou... Cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thy heart. This is what Satan said. I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. This is what Satan said, I will be like the Most High. And then God responded, yet you shall be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Now here's here's what happened. He says, and then in the future, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and say, is this the man Is this the one that caused the earth to tremble? That did shaking? There is coming a day in eternity where we are going to see Jesus face to face. The one who sits on the throne. And in a parade of victory, we will be looking to Jesus. But suddenly there will be a glimpse of Satan. And the people of God will say in that moment, that's the one? He's the one, compared to him, he weakened nations, he's the one, compared to the greatness of our God, he is nothing, and the problem is, is that many people in the church today, we revere Satan and make little of God, and God says, no, 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 do not fear, don't revere Satan. I've got news for you. Some of you are concerned about what's been sweeping our nation. This spirit of Jezebel and perversion that's sweeping the nation. And, and much of the church is trembling in their knees. Trembling and saying, oh, what, what are we going to do? Oh, Jezebel seems so strong. Jezebel is not a strong spirit compared to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm here to announce to you, you are not supposed to revere the opposition. You are to walk in victory over the opposition. You need to understand that Satan belongs under your feet. Do not fear. When God takes you back to the place of your greatest failure, don't empower Satan in your life. Why don't you look unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, and then run the race marked out for you. Even when it includes running over the place of your failure. Don't fear Satan. Fear God. It goes on to say. Something very powerful. But yet something we do not use in our language. Don't be dismayed. That's not something we commonly say. I went to the fridge. Opened the door. And I was dismayed (laughs) that my kids couldn't find anything to eat with all of this. We don't use those words, dismayed. So we read them and we don't have any idea what they mean. The word dismayed means to prostrate. To lay down. Let me say it to you another way. It also means to lay down and fall to pieces. My mama's sitting right here. She used to she she used to say things like very southern ways, you know. She's a southern lady. And she used to say these statements, and maybe, maybe you've, you've said these kind of things. You get nervous or you get a little anxious, and she says, I'm just falling to pieces. <laughs> Listen to me. God says, the God of second chances, when you begin to get to know him, you need to stop laying down to the enemy. You need to stop laying down to the enemy. That's what this says. Don't be dismayed. Stop laying down to Satan's opposition in your life. Stop laying down to the addiction. Stop laying down to the culture. Stop laying down to every idea that's trying to insert falsehood. Stop Laying down, let me say it to you another way Do not bow to the spirit of Babylon that is coming across the earth Do not bow, do not bow, do not fall to pieces Do not bow, the God of second chances is here And make no mistake, you're going to be instructed to bow You work in this culture, there's coming a moment, listen to me There is coming a moment just like it was for Daniel and Shadrach, and, uh, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego. The, just like it was for them. When the Nebuchadnezzar of our day will erect, erect an idol and said, Everybody better worship or you're going to burn. Oh, it's already happening. You have to worship our rainbow flag or you're going to burn. I don't care if we lose the stream on YouTube. I don't care. I will not. Listen to me. I will not remain silent so that you are blindsided by the enemy that you are called to triumph over. That's what happened to Daniel and his friends. Don't bow. And the king couldn't believe it. These three Hebrew boys opposing him. He said, man, fire up the furnace. And I'm going to threaten them. And I'm going to, I'm going to, come on, I'm going to cancel them. You need to hear me. I love the fact that the Bible is filled with some people with some backbone that are not dismayed by what is coming against them. Listen to what they said. Daniel 3, 17 and 18. He said, listen, if you're going to kill us, that's, you can try. If that's the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. And listen to what they said. He will deliver us. And I love this. This is faith. This is faith. But even if he doesn't. But if not. Let it be known to you. O king. We will not serve your gods. Nor will we worship. That word worship there. Means bow low. This is what they said. We will not bow. To this perverse. That is being erected over the land We will not bow We will not bow No matter what the cost We will not bow Listen, if you want the God of second chances To show up in your life Don't bow to the sin cycle you've been going through Don't bow to that temptation Listen, Listen, if you struggled with alcohol Stop going to the bar, dummy I mean, I say that in the most loving Christian way I've been at youth camp. That's the way we talk there. Hopefully you can handle that. Stop! Stop the nonsense! Stop bowing! You don't have to bow to the the addiction. You don't have to bow to the sin. You don't have to bow to the influence. Don't be dismayed. The God of second chances will lead you in victory. It may have had you in one season, but you're called to live in victory in this one. Yeah. Don't bow to your failure. Worship the God of your freedom, not the history of your failure. You say, how do I do that? Joshua one eight tells us how this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all That is written in it and then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success That's what he told Joshua when he was coming into the promised land. He says this is how you do it Meditate on the Lord and observe, and I'm gonna do it all God. I'm gonna do it all God I'm gonna do what I see in this book. That's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna put you first and I'm gonna meditate on it that meditate word means to mutter to moan to speak Meditate isn't just doesn't mean just think about it means to take the word of God and to put it on your mouth and to say it over and over again, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. God, I am meditating on the word of God. My God hears me when I cry and delivers me out of all of my trouble. The Lord, the, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Some of y'all don't even know how to meditate on the Lord. Listen, there are some areas of your life, you all you can see is the failure. You can't see the future. You want to see the future? Start talking to it. Oh, here's how I do it. God, I don't know where the 12 million's coming for, for for the next building on the next property, but it's already here. That building's already built. I don't know where it's coming. I just know it's coming, God. I know you're going to provide. Lord, I know. I know that, Lord, when we raise up a school K-12, through they won't be just instructors. They'll be intercessors. By the way, well, I I'll probably, get in, I'll probably get in trouble for my hiring practice because if you don't pray... I don't care where your degree is. You will have no access to those kids. You won't won't be the ones leading them. You're going to be, I'm telling you, I can see it. I can see it's coming. God is going to raise up a people who say, no, I'm committed to raising up a young generation in the presence of God. So they learn how to love God with their mind and solve real world problems. Glory to God. I need some people to believe with me. That's how you do it. You quote the word of God. You get it on your mouth and on your lips. And then he tells him, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. And he goes, take all the, take all, take all of the fighting men with you. Last time they just sent a few. They said, oh, that, that victory's no problem. And then what happened? Sin creeped in. And he said, take all the fighting men. Why is that important? Listen to me, church. You need to hear me on this. Even within the church, Satan has sown a lie lie into the church that says community in the church is optional. It is not. When he says take the whole army, he's saying you need to get into the house of God. You need to get plugged into the family of God. And you need to find some people who are ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with you. And so you can go and face down the place of your greatest failure together. When I was uh, Thursday morning, the, the voice of the Lord woke me up, and he said this, Callings are discovered in community. Just loud like that, woke me up. Callings are discovered in community. And immediately Acts 13 flashed in my spirit. That is where Saul, who would become the apostle Paul and Barnabas, were in a worship service with teachers and prophets in Antioch. They were worshiping God, fasting and praying and worshiping God. And suddenly God speaks through one of the prophets and says, set apart unto me Barnabas and Saul for the ministry to which I have for them. Here's what you have to understand. That one service, if Paul had slept in, you wouldn't have a third of your New Testament. You wouldn't have a third of our understanding of grace and the work of God if he said, Oh, no, 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 I can't. I'll go next week. And by the way, parents, our casual approach to church is leading to a generation that says, Church is isn't even necessary and here's what i'm saying it is within the church that callings are discovered why because it took a man to hear from god and say barnabas and Saul the holy spirit says set up set you apart in this moment they prayed for them and then they sent them and the next verse verse 4 says and being sent out by the holy spirit I think what we have today is a whole lot of people sending themselves with no power, which is why the church has had little influence on the culture. But if we would once again value what God values and start standing with all of the fighting men and women of war in this hour and say we're going to stand together in righteousness and purity and we're going to face down the failures because God is the God of second chances. i got to tell you, if you know your calling, your history of failure can't define you. If you know that God has called you, your failure can't stop you. Why? Because I know who I, I, know who I serve, and I know where he's calling me. I know where he's taking me. And my history of failure can't keep me there. Let me give you uh, just a couple of other things here. Second thing is this the god of second chances reveals that purity Releases divine strategy Purity releases divine strategy Notice what it says and you shall do to ai And its king as you did to jericho and its king Only its spoil and cattle you shall take for yourselves Then he says this here's the strategy lay an ambush for the city behind it what? Behind it Not in front of it He says put an ambush behind it And then what happens Joshua begins to understand I'm sending some people out. I got a strategy for victory He goes they're going to think that we are as weak as we were before because of our sin So when we come up from the front, they'll come out of the city running after us and we'll run away And because of the God-given strategy, those who are behind the city will run into the city and totally plunder it. Here's what I'm saying to you. What unlocked them hearing how to overcome AI? Purity. When God purified them and their commitment to purity matched God's standard, then what happened? God released divine strategy. Listen to me. Here's what I mean by this. None of us are saved because of ourselves. We are saved by grace through faith. It is the blood of Jesus that uh, that cleanses us. So that's the free gift. Here's the other side of the truth. The other side of that coin is every day you're supposed to take up your cross and daily follow him. What does that mean? Believers... Are deeply committed to purity We are deeply committed to god's plan. We're not just saying okay. Thankfully i'm saved so I can do whatever I want Not now I have a license to sin. No, he says It is in those moments where I am daily taking up my cross that strategies get released Of how to live in victory how many parents need divine strategy for parenting young children Come on, how many of you need some divine strategies on your job or in your families or in in this region? You need some, why? Because you've suffered a failure. Here's what I I would say to you. Start taking up the cross and welcome the presence of God into your life in a profound way. Die to self, be alive to him, and watch how the God of the Bible will whisper truths and divine strategies of how you can take places where you've lost before. You say, Are you sure about that? Yeah, you remember the the Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You know, Daniel was challenged by the king. He had a dream. He said, Well, if they're really dream, if they're really prophetic, not only will they tell me what the dream means, but they're going to tell me what I dreamed. That's the story. And this this is Daniel's response. Now, listen to what Daniel says in that moment. Daniel 2, 28, it says, But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dreams and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. There's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. Secrets. Let me say it to you another way. There's a God in heaven that reveals divine strategies of how to reach your kids and your grandkids, about how to be an influence in your neighborhood, about how to be a voice that leads people into the There is a God who reveals secrets. And when we say, Lord, I'm putting you first, it's amazing how much he'll speak to us. Proverbs 1921 says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. And I believe God wants to release strategies for victory, but we must seek him out. I want to finish today with this story. Um, occasionally the Lord will speak to me uh, a word of instruction. For other ministers I was at this place and I was ministering and the lord gave me instruction for this man. He his ministry was Spiraling It was dying. He'd been Terribly betrayed by people in it matter of fact the guy who was leading the ministry uh, I mean it he 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 did not respond at all in a christ-like way this guy deserved a rebuke and To be thrown out on his head. But here's this guy trying to keep this ministry together. Trying to keep it all together. And the Lord gave me this word for him. A strategy. He had said, said, hey listen, we're trying to move on. But we need this property to sell. And we need this property to sell. And we need to be able to secure some other properties. But none of it is moving. None of it is shifting. None of it is changing. And said, we don't understand. There's there's real estate everywhere. It's booming. And the Lord spoke to me and said this. You tell him, him and his wife are to, to sow a significant seed, financial gift, into the man that betrayed them. Imagine the one who hurt you most and God says here's your strategy for victory in the midst of failure so write a large check Now first of all don't you go around telling people this Unless you better unless you really know the voice of the Lord because the Lord told me that when you sow that seed, that property will sell, that property will sell, and God will open the doors for the other pieces of property, and God will bring into alignment everything that you need to be, bring into alignment. And for six weeks, that guy stopped talking to me. He did. He stopped talking to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, well, I guess that's over. But he reached back out six weeks later. He said, I need to talk to you. He said, my wife and I got together, and we prayed, and we wrote a big check to that guy and delivered it anonymously so he didn't know who, who it came from. And he said, when we did that, the heavens opened this property sold, that property sold. He goes, and my family, uh, 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 my, my, my daughter, she found a house. And then, man, we found another house right around the corner so our families could be together. And God opened a door and, listen to me, and resurrected a ministry. And you need, you need to understand this. In the natural, there is not one person in the flesh who would have said, sow a seed into the betrayer. But God did. Why? Because there's a God who reveals secrets about how he wants to release victory in your life. And you have no idea the path of victory that he will take you into. And There's one final thing. Please start to use your authority. In verse 18 and 19 it says, Joshua picked up the spear and held it out toward that army. Then they rushed in and they set the city on fire. Isn't it interesting that Joshua was on both sides of this moment? You see, years before, Moses went up on a hill, and Joshua was in the valley fighting Amalekites, and there Moses lifted his rod. And Joshua won the victory in the valley Now uh, Joshua is the man in charge And God says lift up a spear In this place of failure And I'm going to bring the people Into victory That's exactly what It's a picture of intercession church And if we will get back into this place Where we are not fearing And we are not bowing And we believe that the God of second chances Has a big plan for us Here's what we'll do We will intercede And we will see those things come to pass We'll open our mouths in the secret place and watch victory come into this community. I believe thousands of people in this region are coming to Christ. Thousands of people are going to be influenced by God. Why? Because God has found a people who have said, listen, I'm not going to be afraid of my past. I'm not going to give reverence to the devil. And I'm not going to let my failures in the past define my future in God. Why? Because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I'm going to pray and intercede, and God will hear, and the people of God will overcome. You say, Well, that's a neat story from the Old Testament. Can you find it in the New? Yeah. Jesus looked right at Peter on the edge of his failure and said, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Peter. He said, So when you return Strengthen your brothers, you know what that was the God of second chances Some people in here today you may feel like Peter denying God running away But you found yourself in the presence today. Here's what I'm saying Jesus is saying today's your day for strength to return for you to get back into your place and have an Overcoming moment in the place of your greatest failure